0: Hey everyone, this is Christian Heimel, host of Press Row. Thanks so much for listening to the following broadcast, courtesy of Public House Media. and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I am your host, Jenna Burt. I am a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, and a registered and certified dental assistant. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me today, and if you find that today's episode resonates with you or you know someone else that could benefit from hearing this episode, I highly encourage you to share it. Also, I love and appreciate any and all feedback, so if you would like to leave some feedback, please feel free to email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at spouse or on Facebook at spouse. So today I wanted to talk about self-care for military spouses and talk about what I think we as military spouses really want when it comes to self-care. I know in this day and age, self-care is preached a lot, and I think that it's an amazing thing. I think that women in general really need to practice self-care. We are in a world of, quote-unquote, now, where everyone wants everything done here and now. And we all want instant results. And, you know, thankfully, we live in a world with modern technology that mostly actually allows us to be able to do that but it can also become exhausting. So let's talk about self-care and why I think it's so important, not only for military spouses, but for women and moms and everyone else, and why I think what we want as a military spouse might be just a little bit different. Let me start by saying that as a mom and a woman in general, I think that self-care is beyond important, Um, and the reason I think it's so important is because we are in a world where Social media is super present, and it's right at the fingertips of almost every single person in this world. You know, the public eye, so to speak, is constantly comparing everything we see to either celebrities or TV shows or movies, and the urge to be this quote-unquote perfect person is so large that it becomes, in my opinion, overwhelming. I feel like in today's society, we've forgotten that we're also human beings and that what we see on social media isn't always an accurate representation of what goes on behind closed doors. So, for instance, I am a walking billboard of this and am absolutely calling myself out. I will take a thousand pictures to get that perfect picture, that one perfect picture to post on social media, whether it's when I'm taking a selfie and I don't like the 15 double chins I see, or the fact that my lash extensions need a fill and look sparse, or that at 31 years old, my acne is out of control. I have allowed myself to see all of these things as quote unquote, not worthy enough to post on my social media when in all actuality, those are the things that we need to be posting. People need to know that much like them, almost every person has at least a double chin when taking a photo from the wrong angle. I mean, let's be honest about it. You pretty much see that every time, like you turn your camera on and that front facing camera is right there and you weren't expecting it. Um, you know that sometimes after 30, you develop this cystic acne, and you have to find a way or two or three to combat it and that your lash extensions, oh my gosh, guess what? They fall out over time and they're not always going to look a hundred percent perfect all of the time. And those, you guys are just a few examples. I recently took a break from social media and I did this for a few reasons. Primarily because I was spending so much time on social media that it was actually taking away from my family and driving this huge rift between each other, you know, between all of us. I wasn't engaged in my family, I was doing the absolute minimum to make it through until our daughter went to bed and then I was totally binging on social media, you know, not engaging with my husband, not really engaging with my daughter and all I wanted to do was be glued to my phone. Um, I was also looking at all of these things on social media and comparing my life to them, which in turn was making me absolutely miserable. You know, I would look at fitness people and, you know, I would say, gosh, my body's not fit enough as this person, you know, or my husband didn't randomly buy me flowers, so he wasn't showing me love. So, you know, he must not love me. Um, I put money in for my daughter's class party instead of being the super perfect Pinterest mom and making something for it. You know, I was literally allowing myself and social media to run and ruin my life. The other thing that I did was that I stopped posting things of my life, so to speak. Um, I felt pretty lost in a sense to be honest. And so if I posted on social media, it wasn't really much. Usually it was about my podcast. And I did that because I didn't feel worthy. You know, I had spent pretty much two years of my life building a name for myself as this health and fitness enthusiast. But when I went through a really, really, and I mean, really hard time where I pretty much lost all of who I was. I stopped working out, um, because of everything that was going on. And then we PCS, uh, which added to it. I wasn't eating healthy because we PCS and I was making excuses. I had also in a sense lost all of my friends because we'd moved. Uh, we had moved to a brand new place. I had started a brand new job and I just felt that sense of not knowing who I was creeping back up. So I didn't post because, again, I didn't feel like my posts were, posts were worthy enough and they weren't going to inspire somebody enough. And looking back now, in all actuality, that's when I should have been posting and, and talking about my struggles and everything that I had gone to gone through. You know, everything that I had worked for as far as health and fitness were concerned in two years was lost. It was almost all lost in two months. And I'm not even joking. Physically, I was creeping up towards my highest weight recorded. I had gained all of my midsection problems, problem areas back. Um, I had no energy and my diet was total crap. And I felt confused and lost again about who I was. And it was frustrating because I had told myself when I started my journey two years ago, That I would never let myself go again. And I would never let myself get to that point again. But yet, there I was. You know, and then one day, literally out of the blue, a good friend of mine asked me to do basically a Zoom meeting with her in the mornings and work out together. Which is something I had done previously when I started, which I think really helped in my accountability. To be honest, though, I thought she was crazy because we have an hour time difference and I work out at 530 in the morning, which meant she would have been working out at 430 her time. And I was like, ain't nobody crazy enough to do that. But honestly, she agreed. And it was in that moment that she truly saved me from going further down a rabbit hole that I was I was headed towards, and I am forever grateful for literally that one simple message. And I'm a really private person when it comes to things like this. I am always smiling and generally always in a good mood unless I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> so I don't open up and talk about things like this because I am one of those people that I don't want to burden other people, but somehow she just knew that I needed her. So why does all of this matter and what does it have to do with self-care? Well, actually a lot. Since that text message and since I've been consistently working out and quote unquote experimenting with different eating options such as uh, lazy keto, drinking keto or ketosis drinks, um, portion control, things like that, I have quote unquote found myself again. And what I've realized is that maybe it's not about finding myself again, but finding a new and better version of myself. You know, my husband and I recently ran our first Spartan race of 2020, and it was exhilarating for those of you that don't know. uh, In 2017, my husband signed me up for a Spartan race. I trained zero for it. Um, It about killed me, but I was determined to get my trifecta that year, which is three Spartan races a sprint, a super, and a beast, all within the same year. And I did it. And from that point on, those Spartan races have kind of been something for my husband and I to do together. And it's what we do for quote unquote fun. (laughs) And this most recent race was seriously one of the best races I have ever had. Now, I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. Yeah. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance up. Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> Largely in part to the fact that the course was flat. Oh my God. It was so flat and I was so excited. But either way, it was totally amazing. And it definitely reminded me of why I love health and fitness so much. I love it because it's challenging and it requires both mental and physical strength. And literally just when you think you can't go any further, you dig deep and find that little bit in you to just keep pushing and keep moving forward. Much like being a military spouse. There are so many times that as a military spouse, I've wanted to quit. I've wanted to throw in the towel because you guys, this shit is hard. There is literally no doubt about it. But just when I get to that point, I dig deep and I find that little bit of strength to keep going, whether it's just for that day, it's for the rest of the week, for the month, the hour, the minute, whatever it is, I find it and I keep pushing on. And this is why I think self-care is so important. Without self-care, we as women, moms, Military spouses, people in general, cannot be the best version of ourselves, and if we're not the best version of ourselves, then we sure can't be the best for someone else. So, why do I think self-care looks a little different for military spouses? Well, because... Sure, you know, we want to be able to take a bath alone without anxiously awaiting a crying baby, or maybe we want to binge watch Netflix on the couch for a day without having to share the TV with a kid or a husband, or maybe we want to get go and get our hair and our nails and our lashes done so we feel pretty about ourselves, which will boost our confidence. Those are all things I think most women and moms and military spouses want when it comes to self-care, but where it differs as a military spouse is that we want to be able to plan a trip or maybe even, dare I say, a vacation without having to hesitate because who knows if the leave will actually get approved or who will be offending if we decide to actually take a vacation instead of going home to visit family. I think it's super important as military families to have that time away from home and the everyday duties that we have, but generally when we have that chance as military families, we're going home to see family and a quote unquote vacation is just a dream or better yet, maybe self-care as a military spouse or family is having family come visit you. And help with the everyday duties while your spouse is deployed. To me, that sounds even better. And I know that is something that I completely hoped for whenever my spouse was deployed. I think especially for military spouses that have a spouse that's deployed, a mental health day without worry would be some of the best care imaginable. And I'm not talking just one day, you know, of the entire deployment either. I'm talking probably at minimum once a month, a day where if you have kids that are in school, the kids at school, or maybe you get a sitter and you don't have to quote unquote worry about responsibilities. You know, maybe you go to the spa for a relaxing massage. Maybe you go to therapy to talk about everything Maybe you binge watch Netflix. Maybe it's something completely different, but whatever it is, it's for you and without judgment and worry of all of the other adult responsibilities that are going on. So if you want to sit at home in your pajamas and eat ice cream for every single meal while binge watching you on Netflix, then do that. Whatever makes you happy and is something for yourself, call in those quote unquote reinforcements if you need to, to help with whatever tasks you need help with, whether it's laundry, cleaning, meal prepping, whatever. But make it a point to take that mental health day for yourself and you will thank yourself every single time. Another thing that I can't stress enough as a military spouse when talking about self-care is time spent with friends. You guys, my first and most recent deployment with my husband were two Totally different experiences. I think a large part of those differences, too, were the fact that my first deployment I should say, I guess my husband's first deployment um, I didn't really have friends, so I never really had an escape. I didn't have an escape from my child, an escape from my house, an escape from anything. It was 24-7 mom and work life where the only other adult interaction I had was when I was at work and talking to patients, which I loved, but it also wasn't necessarily for me. I love what I do. I love it so much. Don't get me wrong. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I do. Promise. <laughs> because if you knew how many times people walked into the dentist's office and said, not to be rude, but this isn't my favorite place to be, (laughs) I would definitely be gone. But I also didn't have those friends to just go grab a glass of wine with when I had a bad day or go over to their house and hang out so our kids can play just to get away from the constant mom 24-7. Now, my husband's last appointment, though, I had a tribe and one of the best tribes I could ever, ever ask for. We had husbands in the groups, in the group, that would watch kids so the moms could go out and enjoy ourselves kid-free. We also had houses that we could take all of the kids to, and you guys, there were at least 11 kids at any given time in our group. But we had houses that we could take the kids to, and all of the moms and dads would hang out, you know, have fun, play games, whatever, while the kids played and It was so nice. It was nice to see other parents annoyed by their kids or picking up the slack for another parent when they were busy. It was just nice to know that we weren't alone and it was a safe place for me. So I cannot stress enough and I highly recommend finding that one friend or that tribe that you have that safe place to that you can literally just show up and say, you know what? I had a shit day today. I brought a bottle of wine. I just want to sit here and drink. Maybe I don't want to talk. Maybe I do want to talk. Whatever it is, find those people. One more thing that I think would greatly benefit military spouses when it comes to self-care is to quote unquote, take a break from the military. And you're probably thinking, um, what the hell do you mean by that? Well, let me explain. I know that, especially as a stay at home mom, it can be easy to find yourself wanting to stay at home with your baby, your toddler, your dog, whatever, um, all the time. But if you live on base, that I feel like can become pretty cumbersome. You are constantly surrounded by military life. All of your neighbors are military. You're constantly hearing the roaring of jets, the bangs of shots and constantly seeing, you know, the military trucks driving and everything that is surrounding you is military. Literally, everywhere you look and turn is something associated with the military. The CDC, the movie theater, whatever it is, it's military associated. Then again, there's social media. (laughs) Sure, there are amazing military spouse groups I've found them for sure, and they have honestly been my lifeline since moving here to Beaufort. But they can also be pretty toxic. There are some pretty catty spouses on those sites that seem to live to put people down, whether you're a seasoned spouse or a newbie. One wrong question, and you're the laughingstock of the page, which, in my opinion, is super, super sad. This life is hard enough, and... We do not need people putting us down. I mean, life in general is hard enough with no one putting us down. Military life in general is even harder with no one putting us down. And then you put all this shit on top of it, it drives me nuts. And if you follow me on social media, I know, I know, I'm just talking about how bad it was. But if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen the article I shared about the military spouse that actually committed suicide because she was made fun of on one of those spouses pages. So when I tell you the drama's there and the drama's real, it is. And I think it's important, as I said, to shut down those social media apps, whether it's for an hour a day, every day, a few days at a time, a month at a time, whatever it is, I definitely recommend shutting it down. And if you're living on a base, like I said before, I recommend getting off the base, whether it's to grocery shop at a new store out in town Walmart grocery pickup. Uh, (laughs) You don't even have to get out of your car there. Um, Visit a new coffee shop and bum their Wi-Fi or go get your nails done. Something, anything. I just highly recommend getting off base to do something that you love and to take a break from the military, so to speak. You guys, the bottom line and takeaway from all of this is that we as women, moms and military spouses need to be taking the time to practice self-care. Whatever that looks like to you, do it. Whatever it is that makes you happy or fills your cup, do it and do it without worry. Thank you all for being here with me today. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode.